TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you and it gives me an incredible amount of pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys. He is my Ikadian brother from another mother, the great Dr. Damien Christoph. Hello, legend. Uh, Kelly Spera, Kelly Mera, <laughs> wherever you're at, wherever in the morning after Yasu, Yasu. Ah, oh, jeepers, I'm hankering for a little bit of grease, I've got to tell you what. Tell you what, this oh, is exciting, and, and we are very biased. We are always biased when it comes to Ikaria. But today, for all of our listeners, if you're listening on the day of the release, today marks the day that our Ikarian Longevity Experience 2019 is officially open for applications. We are ready to rock and roll. The dates are locked in. There's lots of brand new information to share. And Damo, even though it's a little bit risky, I find, when we talk about Ikaria because it's the kind of place that you can't really put into words. I thought it would be just incumbent upon us and for our listeners, and not everyone. We can't fit thousands of people in a career. We've got a, a group of 20 that will come with us in 2019. But let's have a go at putting this trip into words, the impact it has, not not so much on you and I, but the impact that it's had on the people that have attended, um, and share with our listeners some of the activities which we get up to because in 2019, hmm. there's some brand new ones. Yeah, mate. It's uh, Well, there's so much to say, and... It is a risky thing to try and do because, uh, you know, you pulled me up actually in, the, in his last trip. He said, do you reckon that this trip was better than the last one? And I was like, yeah, I think so. But, you know, you don't want to take away what we experienced in the first one. And then now I don't want to take away or discount anything that we experienced in the second one, um, saying that the third one's probably going to be better than the second one and the first one. But it, I think every single one of the trips that we've been on and that we will go on will be unique and incredible and the group brings so much magic to it. Yeah. And, uh, That's a really I, it, good it is, point. It's, it's well, different, it not better, I reckon, is, is yeah. the key. Like the difference yeah. of the second one, obviously you've got a different group of people. We both had our families there. This third one is different new dates. So there's uh, there's three, at least three major activities which will be brand new in Ikaria 2019, which we will have never done in the past. So yeah. it's different, not better, right? Yeah, different, not we, better. Yeah. And, and different experiences, you know, that might be remembered as being better. I know Jackson um, had some ideas around what he felt was better in the first one versus the second one and the second one versus the first one um and probably the same for myself but the groups bring so much uh to it and and we've been so fortunate to have two fantastic groups of people that came to us you know came with us to these trips um and i'm sure the next time round, this next time in september of 2019 it's going to be an unbelievable group again we are biased. We do attract, for some wonderful reason, pure salt of the earth human beings that <laughs> we just... We really do. There's no egos. Everyone gets on well. I mean, touch wood because I don't want a nightmare group. But we have had that kind of experience where people really just love um, love each other. You know, it's one of those times where people just enjoy the company of others and it's, it's magic. So... I want to go through a couple of details before we get into the deep and meaningfuls because I think there are some really key um, considerations here. 
First one is we've changed the date. Instead of being June, July, um, we are going back to Ikaria in September, September 4 to 13. Now, it's not in the school holidays. Our June, July trips have always been in the school holidays. This one is not in the school holidays. Um, but most importantly, this one has been scheduled around the local Panagiri in Nas. Now, Nas is the village where we are based on this trip to Ikaria. So, we, we live with the locals for 10 days in this little village called Nas. Now, this village is where National Geographic were based to do their entire research project uh, to to discover Ikaria or confirm Ikaria as a blue zone. So, we stay in exact the exact same village as National Geographic and Dan Butner. We... You go on. Just a couple of things. Just a couple yep. of things. A panegiri for, uh, for those of you who haven't worked it out yet is a massive party that the whole village goes to. So it starts in the afternoon. We we it starts with music and then we go and have some broth and some salad and some chips and some bread and then we ha- we get stuck into a fair bit of wine. The wine there's a special way to drink this wine which we'll share with you when you come to the <laughs> Panigiri. Uh, you can't you can't learn all the secrets without attending and um, and so that's what the panagiri is, but one of the most infamous panagiris, the biggest parties, is actually in Nasa. We've missed it each year because we've had a different time. But this year, we decided that we would, in 2019, we would go uh, to Nas for the panagiri, which means that we get to be staying where the party is actually at. So the party's coming to us, which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and for the rock star of wellness, there is no greater summit in life to climb than a festival in your own village, right? Wow, you'd, be, you'd be very excited about that. Oh, so excited. It's just, uh, yeah, it's tip top. And so, and also, uh, like you've, you've obviously, and for those of you who are just joining us who have never really listened to 100 Not Out, uh, you might have heard of the Blue Zones, you might have heard of Dan Butner. Um, but Dan Butner is the guy who discovered that cultures within the world that um, lived a long time. And then what he set about to do was to scientifically validate that these people actually did live a long time. Because I have conversations, Piercy, and I know you do too, that, that people go, well, what about the the Hunzas or what about the, you know. The Vilcabumbans in Ecuador and those in the Caucasus yeah. Mountains and yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, or the the whoever the Oopaloopas, they just they come up with all kinds of different you know, people that they think have lived a long time. Yeah. But scientifically, um, Dan Butner was able to prove by looking at birth, death, you know, records, all those sorts of things, able to work out that there's five countries or cultures within the world that live a long time and are expected to live uh, for periods, I think is it 10 years or 12 years longer? Yeah, well, 10 to 12 years of greater quality of life is the key. Yeah. That's yeah. There you go. Yeah. So I think it's uh three per three uh three centenarians for every five thousand people in a was it one or no one every five thousand in America and in in one little village I remember Dan Butner saying in one little village he went to the local cemetery and saw that three centenarians in this little village of a hundred and fifty people had passed away in the last year. Um, so, you know, three out of 150 versus one in 5,000 type thing, the concentration, um, in this, in this island of 9,000 people is, is incredible. And it's something which is, um, obviously a poignant part of the trip is the exposure to, uh, so many people that have got quality of life at a certain age. And the Panagetti 
and I, I say this in all my talks, Damo, I have videos of you and I dancing with Yanni and Joanna, and I say, look at that video of us. Not, not, Don't look at us and our dance moves. Look at the demographic of the dance floor and look how many people are 70, 80, 90 and older and dancing and dancing with joy and vigor and enthusiasm, whereas you look at a lot of other cultures and it's full of, you know, uh, younger people with the oldies sitting down going, oh, I'm too old to dance, I can't get up. And so I think that's a real key part of this trip is kind of shattering any beliefs that are somewhat age-related or, or age-limited. Uh, oh, absolutely. I was reflecting, uh, yes, I sat next to this guy. I was, I was traveling to Adelaide. Um, you know this, PC. I was traveling to Adelaide uh, for a meeting and I sat next to a guy who is a war photographer. He's 40 years old and he's a war photographer. And he's been to Syria and all these different places throughout the world photographing images of war. Anyway, I looked in his eyes and I said, you must have seen some crazy things. He said, yeah, I've seen some crazy things, things that you just don't want to talk about and things that you never, ever want to see and you hope that some people will never, ever see. And I said, what's been one of your biggest challenges? He said, well, to be honest with you, one of my biggest challenges is turning 40. <laughs> oh, God. oh, wow. Wow. Seriously. So not that it was a challenge, but, you know, it's really disrupted his being. And I said, well, it's funny you say that because when I was turning 40, I also felt the same way. And so we started to explore longevity. But what I realized is that I was going about longevity the wrong way. And he said, I reckon people are doing longevity wrong too. I said, what do you reckon? He said, everyone's doing fad diets. You know, I live in Bali now and, you know, people, I come back to Australia and people are doing keto or they're doing vegan or they're doing paleo or they're doing whatever else. He goes, who lives? Who lives a long time doing those sorts of things? I'm going, man, like, <laughs> crickets. <laughs> I've, been, I've been studying this thing, and you you haven't, but you can feel it. So, like when we go, when we went to Ikaria, both you and I were exposed to experiences that uh, shaped our lives and changed our lives, and and made us actually change our perspective on so many different things. In particular, I go back to that exercise one where you and I were running, um, and people laughed at us because we were running to nowhere and from nothing. <laughs> and it was, again, just one of those things that changes your life. So when we go to the Panigiri, the party that's coming to us, when we go to that and we see people that are 100 years old or people that are nearly 100 years old or more than 100 years old and they're there dancing and they're there till 12, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning and they're up and they're dancing and they're having fun and they've managed their food and they've managed their alcohol and they've managed their energy. This isn't just an annual thing that they go to. They go to many Panigiris. It's part of their lifestyle the, the social aspect, the cultural aspect, the the connectedness that they have by by dancing with younger people and older people um, means that they stay well, they stay young um, at heart, at least. This is and the thing is um, one of the benefits of of having already been to the island twice and staying in the same village, and it's not a tour for people listening. Uh, I can't stand tours. Um, we've been fortunate to develop relationships with key people on the island, including Thea and Ilya and her, and her um, auntie and uncle, um, Joanna um, and Yanni and many people in the village. And what, what I love about the Panagetti demo is people from all over the island, from up in the hills and from the coastal villages, all come to the place of wherever the, the Panagetti, the festival is. And because of the relationships we've been able to develop there, we get to have a real local experience. I remember... Um, I remember um, Tommy, uh, my little Tommy, just jumped into the arms of. Um, oh, I'm just having a blank on the farmer's name. The dance with Marina. Um, oh. oh, far out. What's his name? Um, anyway, it's just escaped me. But anyway, Tommy just jumped into his arms, and 
I was, yeah. I, I took a great, I took a photo and I remember it forever. And then I remember I was walking past and Yanni and Joanna, um, waved, waved me over to come over and just break bread with them. Again, I can't speak Greek. They can't speak English. And then you walk mm. past and they come, Damo, come over and you sit down and we're all having a wine and some bread together. And we took this, uh, there's a wonderful photo taken of, of you and I and Yanni and Joanna. And it's just a real, um, it, it's, it's that relationship and, the reason why, again, I feel cautious of putting this into words, but so many people that come to Ikaria leave with this renewed sense of value on how important developing relationships is to your own personal wellness. There's no use going on the fad diet if you've got very poor relationships and you haven't um, put a value on creating great relationships. And I think Ikaria, when you ask the attendees, you know, what did you love about the trip? One of the most common answers is the relationships that I've developed with the locals or the people in the group or even a, a greater sense of self-esteem um, in my own personal life that I can go and create the longevity that is 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 right for me. Yeah. Well, this is it. And, and we learn all those sorts of things. Why don't we tell people about other things that we're going to get, uh, you know, done and, and experience in Ikaria as well? Well, I think I – think, um, before we talk about activities, if you're happy to, I, I think it's important to share with people why people decide to go because even though we call it the longevity experience, a lot of people don't come necessarily for um, longevity reasons. If they're more just mm. they're more just curious, so I know um, you know a couple of shout outs to to some previous attendees, but Faye who joined us um, in 2018, she had not been overseas by herself. Um, since the passing of her husband, they used to always travel together overseas. How and big her, was that? Her, her husband died, I forget exactly how many years ago, but I think it might have been 18 years prior. And so Ikaria was this great opportunity. She felt, she felt safe in a like-minded group of people. Keeping in mind, she didn't mm. really know you and I. She hadn't listened to the podcast. She read about us in the Go Vita magazine, the Go mm. Mag. Mm. And, and the trip really seemed like a trip that, that, that called on her to take. And, she came along for reasons that weren't so much about longevity, but was more that self-confidence, self-esteem. I, I can be independent. Um, yeah. So that was a really big step. We've got other people that had come because they, they want to connect with like-minded people in a beautiful part of the world. Ikaria being obviously a Greek island. It's a beautiful island. Um, but that's not, even though we know that connecting with people is a major part of longevity, um, people were coming really just to create that connection. Um, others obviously come because there's a curiosity about how how the long-lived people do it. I know your great mate BJ Rushton and Karen were curious about that, but really they wanted to come along with you. Uh, they wouldn't they wouldn't have necessarily done it just by themselves. Part of it was the curiosity of the island, but also doing it with people like yourself and like-minded people. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, going back to New Zealand, we think about Shona uh, from the year before. You know, we were all going, "Wow, far out." She's she was seventy five, turning seventy six while we were there, and we were, we were kind of going, "Wow, she's travelled all the way all by herself." You know, what an incredible thing to do. But you realise that as you as, as you look at people who are actually legitimately older and old, like I'm talking eighty five and ninety five year olds, not seventy and seventy five year olds, you realise that. They're still doing stuff, and so at 75, they consider them young. So you look at you know Shona coming over for a life experience and enjoying it and, and really getting a lot out of it, you kind of realize that age is no barrier to traveling on this trip. Um, and 
space between trips is also no barrier. So showing that it was quite familiar with traveling. And then you look at Faye, who wasn't familiar with traveling. You look at BJ and Karen, who travel all the time. And, uh, and, and, but all at different life, you know, life points or points of life and ages. Um, but still wanting to experience a whole lot of stuff. Some people, you know, just obviously wanting to chill out and hang out and, and obviously be with other people and other people wanting to absolutely participate. But some people looking for a, a life change like Carolyn, who was looking for just some kind of inspiration to work out what it was that she was going to do next. Um, she just wasn't sure what she was going to do next. She, you know, had a busy life and the next thing was coming up, but she wasn't sure what that was going to be. And, 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 and you wonder whether or not Ikaria was one of those things that helped her move in the right direction. Yes, well, I've had a couple of chats to Carolyn since, and I would I would uh, easily say that, that Ikaria has had a profound impact on her life. And I think um, a couple of other ones, you know, birthdays come to mind. We've had some significant birthdays uh, or be- people come to celebrate a, a significant birthday. I know Debbie Tippett had a key birthday when she was in Ikaria. Jenny Andrews, who joined us recently, and a couple of others um, came to essentially uh, celebrate a key birthday. Um, a, a number of people come. It's a bit of the like the ultimate disconnection trip as much as we talk about connecting with like-minded people if you find that you're you're, you're hyper connected to technology uh Ikaria is probably the place to go if you just need to disconnect for 10 days would you agree with that one Damo? yeah have a little bit of a digital detox um because you realize that there's no point getting frustrated over the internet because there is no internet like you've got a little <laughs> space like near the wine barrel which seems to have changed like, <laughs> from two years ago and it'll be different again next year. There might yeah. be a tiny little space. It gets about 36 kilobytes per second. It's like a TV um, upload. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, it's it's not um, – you're not going there for a digital experience. This is a hands-on, organic experience. It's uh, it's quite unbelievable. And it's, it is difficult to explain it, but it, it takes you straight back to your primal thoughts, your primal patterns. You rest unbelievably well. You sleep like there's no tomorrow. You wake up feeling refreshed. You get amongst it all. You you do everything that you thought you might want to do back in, you know, wherever you're from that you never get done and you just do all this stuff that you just go, oh my gosh, I, I, I wish I could do this all the time. And so you start to bring some of those things back. It's, yeah, well, it's that, really that's amazing. actually a really good point because the personal growth side of the trip is the challenge of um, prioritizing what to implement when you get back, isn't it? Because, I mean, like Jenny Andrews, for example, we've got a WhatsApp group of the 2018 attendees, and Jenny Andrews, as soon as she came back, was she organized the chook pen, She's got the chooks in the in the backyard. She sends us photos of the chooks doing their thing, and there's others that are uh, making their own sulfico, um, the the essentially the the grilled vegetables. And we've got our own little yeah. like Instagram, don't we? Of people sending through photos of food, but it's it's great to look at. So good, it's so good to look at, and and you realise like I know that we go there and we do work, you and I, but we have a great experience as well. Um, and so, but what's I think the amazing thing is is to check in. On the uh, the invincibles and the exceptionals, are they? Were they the exceptionals? We've got the immortals. We've got immortals, the immortals and the invincibles. And the invincibles. Yeah. Yes, where we where we check in on those two groups and we see what they're doing. You know, one from two years ago, one from only a few months ago. They're still implementing things that they learned from Greece or from Ikaria, not necessarily Athens, but from Ikaria <laughs> uh, into their lifestyle. And let's be clear, if you've been to Athens or you've been to Samos or you've been to Eos or you've been to um, Santorini or wherever, like if you've been to all of those party islands and, and those very commercialized islands, 
it's a very, very different experience. Like the only reason why you know it's part of Greece is because they speak Greek. Mm. Other than that, you wouldn't actually know that this is Greek because it's so traditional and so ancient. Uh, and, and this is unique. It's not something you just go on a tour bus and then experience. You can't do that. We live for 10 days with a village of people that really, they, they don't travel. They, some of them have never left the island. Some of them have, have never even been to Athens. Some haven't been to Turkey, which is only, you know, a short 30-kilometre swim away. So it's, it's, it's quite incredible, um, the, the immersion that you get into this culture and this lifestyle because it, it's hard to find around the world. There's um there's a book uh the the as we mentioned earlier the blue zones uh, the book called the blue zones by Dan Butner has a great chapter on Ikaria in there and as you say Damo the island is like nothing else in Greece but to learn about how and why that is I highly recommend you know reading that chapter because um, the history behind it in terms of pirates and and how the villagers would would move up high on the mountain to avoid the pirates and all the rest of it it's amazing kind of the foundations of how a lot of the um lifestyle habits have been kind of cultivated in ikidia all right let's talk about these activities because i know a lot of people love to know well, what do you guys actually do whilst you're there and damo why don't you talk about afiani's winery because every time you go there you uh lay an adjustment um on gus who gets very excited uh, when you're there, but a big thing of uh, Afiani's well, in 2019 will be that we get to stomp on some grapes. Mm, this is going to be amazing. Well, the Afiani's winery, we uh, we we get to sample the wine in this um, very ancient winery. Uh, we get to look at the process from all you know from the from the time of the Vikings landing in Ikaria uh, and and understanding the culture and the way buildings were built. Uh, so the Vikings couldn't see anybody on the hill. Uh, to in reading that Homer uh, wrote, was it the the Odyssey the or the Iliad or one of the those? Yeah, yep. one of his yeah one of his books he wrote whilst visiting this winery. Uh, and we know that Hippocrates uh, talks about the wine from uh, Afianis and the Ikarian wine, which is from this particular winery. So we're talking like ancient ancient times, and we get to be there and we get to experience it. Um, one of the one of the most amazing things is that it's just been handed down through the generations in the same family, and so when we speak to Gus, who's you know who's taking over from his dad, who's a retired pharmacist, um, it it the, there's this passion, there's this uh, almost a innate understanding of what it takes to nurture and nourish these grapes into this beautiful wine, and and then we get to take it home, so we get to drink it, mm. and then we get to you know drink it for the next couple of days as well if we want, and then we get to bring it back to Australia, and, and I usually bring back a couple of bottles of sticky, and um, and and we, I, I share that with my friends, and it's it's a wonderful experience. But when we were there the very very first time, I said to Gus, you know, have you ever had a chiropractic adjustment? As we we're sitting in this um, amphitheater. Amphitheater. That's what I was thinking about. Velodrome. I was thinking auditorium. <laughs> it was an amphitheater. We're sitting in an amphitheater at the end of the grapevines, overlooking the the mountains of Ikaria, which also overlook the uh, Aegean Sea. And and so we're we're looking at all of this and, and we're checking it all out. And I said to Gussie, "Have you heard of the term chiropractic?" He said, "No. What's chiropractic?" And I explained the origins of the word chiropractic that it was Greek. And it means done by hand. And I and I said, what we do is we move your bones so that it helps your nervous system out. He said, I want some of that. And so I said, I'll hop on this table. And he, he lied on the table and I gave him an adjustment. And for me, it was this pure experience of giving somebody an adjustment that really didn't really know what it was, but just didn't he just, his eyes lit up and he went and got his girlfriend and said, come and get an adjustment. And 
and everybody just turned up for an adjustment. Then we adjusted everybody that was there, and it was just this incredibly pure experience of where the intention of helping people be well and live well was was at, at its peak at that moment in a winery that's been spoken of for millennia. It was just incredible, and I know that people will love it when they go there. And I well, my 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 highlight was a. Uh was was the fact that in 2018 when we walked back into the same winery and Gus has got a broken leg, his eyes just lit up at the very sight of you. It was almost <laughs> like God had walked into the building and he was like, "Damn, oh yes, Dave is here." And it was <laughs> just, you do it again? oh, that was just that was priceless. We're into talking of history, I think uh, you know one of the our favourite experiences in 2018 was the Thermo Hot Springs. I look at Darby, my little boy Darby, swimming uh, with you on your back over into these rocks, this little rock pool with all various degrees of water just randomly kind of moving around. I'm sure it's all very scientific, but the Curity Hot Springs, um, which again, you, you referenced Hippocrates, which which he references these hot springs as possibly being maybe some of the oldest and most powerful hot springs in the world. You know, you're yeah. swimming in the ocean in hot springs. It was just a fabulous um, way to conclude our trip in, in 2018. But I think that's a real highlight. Um, the Essential Oil Workshop, which we did for the first time in 2018, we'll be doing in 2019. We went down and harvested our own wild peppermint. I now use that peppermint oil in my oh, world-famous CPC, my chalky pudding cup with Icarian peppermint <laughs> oil, um, nice. you know, and, and, and putting it in the distiller, you know, and then we're all having a cup of tea whilst this peppermint oil is in the, in the distiller and then it's delivered to us later that day back at Thayer's. I mean, very authentic, traditional uh, ways of, of cultivating um, oil. I mean, even even at that, they were talking about the, the, the tradition, like the super traditional Icadian way uh, with essential oils was to actually do everything with olive oil because that's just what happens in Icaria. Everything's with olive oil. And then they it would is. place the peppermint leaf in that olive oil for days and days and days and let the olive oil absorb the, 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 the I suppose, the active ingredients from the peppermint and then use that as, as the oil. But um, this was the, the only distiller on the island, which we absolutely loved. Um, some of the hikes, mm. I think, were pretty magical, weren't they? I mean, that's one oh, thing that people go, yeah, yeah. you know, that's that's a, a real thing that they they probably underestimate um, just how how active we are on this trip. Oh, mate, they're just incredible. We went on a, a I think it was a thirty minute walk from um, from Nas to where's the next? Amanistis. Armanistis, a 30-minute walk, which took us um, an hour and 45. And, uh, <laughs> the goat track. And we saw, oh, my gosh, on a goat track. And we saw some incredible things. But, you know, these these hikes aren't easy. But then we went the next day, on a, or maybe a couple of days later, uh, on a hike through um, the ravines. And we, we started at the base, like basically at sea level, and we hiked all the way up the mountains. So it was 1,000 meters it was probably maybe a kilometer higher than sea level um through winding tracks and through um big deep ravines where there's waterfalls and cliffs and and wild turtles and frogs and fish and eels and all kinds of stuff we walked through all of these um, and water snakes we saw everything it was just absolutely amazing the kids were blown away jackson was blown away yeah. really like the what we experience on those walks, it's very different to what we see in Australia and New Zealand. It, it's absolutely unique, unique. And and you you look at this and you go, oh my gosh, these people have lived a hard life to have to to deal with all of that sort of stuff. But we then go, well, we're blessed because we get a chance to see this sort of stuff. Yeah, it's, and that's it. And we truly get to experience it. We also go out to 
Ilya's farm and we uh, we harvest our own lunch and we go back to um, Thayer's kitchen and we cook up a, a storm and that was a real highlight for people, particularly when you then start eating the food together that you've harvested and prepared together and people absolutely love that. We go out to Christos to the honey house and learn all about honey. We do a lot of cooking and just really get into the, the foodie side of the Icarian Mediterranean diet. We head out to the beach and have some quality time out there, um, sipping on some fredicinos and all types of other things and <laughs> playing games in the water and just uh, enjoying yeah. ourselves. And I think the life-changing meals and conversations that we we get to enjoy together um, are absolutely just, yeah, they, they sit with you forever. And again, I'm conscious. I feel like words just don't do it justice, but um, they are just some of the activities that we get up to in Icaria. Mm, absolutely. And, and and it sounds like it's packed, but there's plenty of downtime too. So people, you know, really, really loved and really enjoyed the days where we did absolutely nothing and sat by the beach. So there was those opportunities to do nothing, to down tools. And then there's opportunities to be absolutely immersed in the culture and to join in and do so many different things and activities and sit back and reflect and then ask questions and learn more uh, and, and speak to the locals and have, have conversations with them and and really be part of it. So there's a really amazing mix of uh, of activity and rest time um, in an environment that you just you just don't get to see. Yeah, you just you just don't get to experience it otherwise. That's uh, that's I reckon, Damo. We've done an incredible job of jam packing our experiences of Ikaria into one episode of 100 Not Out. But uh, what <laughs> what, what I will say is that. All the information for our trip is at 100notout.com. Uh, you can apply there. All the details are there. It costs nothing to apply. And then Damien or myself contact you personally. And then if your application is approved, um, then there's a $100 deposit and we go from there. But all of the dates, the information, uh, frequently asked questions are all at 100notout.com. And then if you have any uh, questions that you just find aren't um, on the website, just send me an email personally, marcus at thewellnesscouch.com um, or if you're in contact with Damo or Vita or, or vice versa, just uh, just connect with Damo. But we uh, would genu- genuinely love to have as many 100 not outers there that listen to the podcast as possible because we obviously have a wonderful relationship with you guys. Um, and if you, as I said, just check out the website at 100notout.com and uh, the highlights videos are there and everything else. Damo, is there anything else uh, I should add before we wrap this up? Oops, no, I don't think so. I um, I, w- I would love to uh, to know that there's a whole bunch of people that want to come. That's what I'd love to know. But other than that, I don't think there's anything we need to add. It's It really is an experience for those of you who've been sitting on the fence and thinking, oh, I'd love to do that one day. Today, It's now your day. You've got to do it. I spoke to another guy yesterday. He goes, you know what? I think I'm going to do it. His name's Costa. He's from Greece. I was speaking to him in Adelaide. And he goes, you know, I'm going to do that thing. I said, why don't you come next year? He goes, Okay. What a great idea. So he's, he's going to come, uh, Costa and his girlfriend, um, they're going to come next year as well. So places are already filling up. Uh, we've had a lot of interest already and, and I'm really excited and I hope that if you do want to come that you get the opportunity to come with us this year in 2019. Yeah, good call. And you, as you say, it is a bucket list trip. It is one of those trips that um, is a is a once in a lifetime, oh my gosh, I'm actually really doing it type trip. And so um, that's totally. kind of the, the way to, to look at this. Um, again, folks, thanks again for your support of 100 Not Out. Look forward to seeing as many of you, well, as, as I said, uh, spaces. Well, we didn't actually mention that um, on this episode, but really important point is that the group is limited to 20. We find uh, we had 20 
there in uh, 2018 this year. Um, we want it to be an intimate experience. We want to really cultivate relationships with every single one of you, and we feel that uh, 20 um, in the group is the perfect number or, the, or the, the, the highest number that we could go to. So it's a trip for 20 plus Damien and myself, um, and again, we look forward to having as many 100 not outers there as possible. Um, Damo, thanks again for sharing your wisdom as always. To find out more about Damo, folks, head on Thank over you, to DamienChristoph.com, myself, Marcus pierce.com.au that's it for this edition of 100 not out look forward to having your company again next week and until next week as always continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.